0: I'm a card-carrying misfit, and I'm here for the other misfits in the room because I'm never the only one.
1: Hey, what's yo, up? what's up? shit out here chilling? Right now, getting it, thinking about um, how to flip a brick so I could quit working. So, well, I mean, listen to a couple of Jeezy songs, Joe yo Gotti, you know. Very true. Very true. He will walk you through it. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome to another episode of Bad Chick Misfit the podcast. I am Shatara Sade.
2: I am Jill Ville. We ain't doing like the cool nicknames
1: today. I like to switch it up. You know, never oh, let okay. people know where we going to come from. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm feeling real calm and peaceful. So I feel like I'm Shatara Sade today. Sometimes when I'm feeling real thuggish, then I'm Big Shaco. It just. Oh, mm. okay. Kind of like Beyonce and Saucer Furious situation. So.
2: Yeah, I I'll tell y'all later, but I can't be Jill D. Stallion for too much longer. I need someone to wrap the fuck up, okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, right. you got old bitch problems, but it's okay. Oh, um, man. church announces real quick. Um, what do we have? The Patreon is live, of course. Make sure you go and sign up to the Patreon. W Patreon Bad Chick Misfit the podcast. Um, the live show is on there. Jill is making a drink on there. All of our YouTube links are now live and are up there. Um, I'm doing a podcast checklist that'll be placed on there by the time you listen to this message, uh, or this podcast. And that's all we got right now. So go ahead and sign up and give us some money. Um, this is going to be a special episode. We have gotten a lot of requests, um, about when we were going to talk about mental health. My thing is, um, I just felt like I couldn't. Tell you how to fix yourself. Like, I know what works for me, and I feel like I talk people through things really well, but I don't want to be the person to give you that advice and then something happens. So, <laughs> we <laughs> invited a expert on the show. Introduce yourself. Her name is Candace. Hey, Yeah, hey, you know, that's cool. yeah to hey, break the hey, rules. Yeah, hey. yeah. Candace I think that was about to happen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, <laughs>
3: Oh hi. <laughs> I am Candace Anthony. Um do you want all the letters behind my name? But
1: wait, I thought it was Dr. Candace now, right?
3: So as of August 25th, it'll be Doctor.
1: <gasps> okay, so I need you to I need you to put that stank on it. Dr. Yeah, I, Candace. Thank well, you very much.
3: since you know we're speaking things into fruition, it is Dr. Candace E. Anthony, um, comma L P C comma B-C-T-M-H. And I'll tell you what all that stands for. Um, LPC is Licensed Professional Counselor, and BCTMH stands for Board Certified Telemental ah. Health Provider. So, yeah.
2: Can you give me some Xanax? You okay. know what? I wish
3: I could uh, prescribe drugs, but I cannot. Oh, OK. That would probably require an extra three to four years of school, and okay. so, yeah. That yeah.
1: I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to go that way, all right?
2: right. Um. I didn't ask, going to give me some Coke. Right. I'm just saying.
1: I was mean, doing cold. <laughs> but the sad thing is If she was going to say yeah I was going to be like So let me tell you what I'm going to ask for Because I can say right. all, all of that <laughs> No, <laughs> Zannies <laughs> So Dr. Candace is here To help us navigate a lot of questions um, That we have about Mental health in the black community However I got a funny story I when I started My master's program I actually started In the um, Licensed professional counselor program at Lindenwood Right Mm. And we was like this literally the first semester and we like going through all of this stuff and then we had to go see the counselor and talk to them and all of this shit like that, right? Well, it was funny because we were like halfway through the semester and literally it came out of something about pay and um like the highest level of suicide coming from like counselors or psychiatrists or whatever and I literally was like in the class and the man is teaching. And I was like, did you just say $43,000? <laughs> like looking at me and he was like, yeah, I said, I'm, okay, I got one more question. <laughs> he was like, what I said so like 43 to what? Like what's the upward? And he was like, "Um, you know, if you do it for a while, like maybe 50. And I was like, oh. And like literally the next day, I went and was like, "So when can I drop these classes or change <laughs> to something else?" Because I was like, "This doesn't sound like this is for me." Like I'm gonna let you ain't do off. it for the love. You no, ain't doing it for no. the love. No, that's why. Like I admire Candace and people who enter that profession because that shit is hard. Like it's it's hard. Cause me personally, I knew I could do it. Cause I'd be like, "Look, listen to what the fuck I say. Do, and if you don't do it, you're an idiot, and I can't help you. So leave me alone." so yeah you definitely
3: can't
1: do that (laughs) yeah so at that point i was like this shit is not for me but we're gonna get more into it um in true misfit fashion we're going to get into our game candace art wait if don't do nothing don't say nothing in this game that could get you in trouble now because me and you can't help you get your doctorate back (laughs) i really don't feel like we a good you know expert mm -mm. witness that can help you get it back so I'm just putting it. in. they going to
2: pull up right. my
1: tweets and shit. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Next, you can't vouch for nobody. One acts to flip a brick. The other one asked for Xanax. So, you know, we're not really strong character witnesses. So let's get to mm-hmm. it.
2: Let's <laughs> fuck the music.
1: You heard her popping her fingers and shit. <laughs> bum, bum. Don't act like you don't like it. I heard you talking shit behind the music i heard you <laughs> <laughs> so to keep it pg we just go we're not playing like fuck mary Q" because you, got PG. A, because you got a job job um
2: right licenses and shit
1: <laughs> and we need letters to sure, and shit black people we need to make sure we keep all our doctors in the positions that they're okay. supposed to be in um top five is what we're playing so this is just top five our opinions on the top five things based off these categories so first up top five rappers just your personal mm. opinion. Don't give me no like, you remember he spit this bar, he had this hot. I don't want to hear about that. Just top five rappers. Who do you like?
3: Mm. I'm going to go Jay-Z,
1: mm-hmm.
3: Tupac. All right. All right. Jeezy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Of
2: course. Oh, yes. Mm.
3: Um. Mm, Gotti. He moves me in a spiritual way. Mm. <laughs> Support your, your God, uh, the pastor. <laughs> <Right. sighs> um, you know who I loved, who I just still have respect for, even though I would probably get shit for it. Is uh, Foxy Brown?
2: Oh
1: yes,
3: I loved Foxy. She was my girl.
1: Mm-hmm. So let me tell y'all uh, why I, I like Foxy. Time, but
3: yeah, that's that's gonna be my favorite. Yeah.
1: She wasn't like with Foxy, this was my issue with her. I remember this, my beef ain't got nothing to do with none of her talent. I just remember when Jay Z and Beyonce started dating, and I did the film like Faith to Black or something. And she was freaking on Jay Z, and you could tell Beyonce was like upsetting her performance. and I was just like, Foxy, you a little slip bag, but <laughs> no, I was just mad about it. So, Beyonce. you ride for Beyonce for life, okay? What do you mean for life? Okay, so Jill, what's your top five?
2: Um. Jay Z, Mm -hmm. Tupac, Mm
1: -hmm. Biggie,
2: who Trina? Mm.
1: Did you say who? Who did you say was the third person? Biggie. Biggie. I thought you said Iggy. I was like, bitch. Oh, Azalea. Hell no. I'm sorry. Okay, Biggie, Trina.
2: Uh, Jeezy. Yep. Okay. Trina, man, I should not have been listening to her at all in my in my pre adolescent years. But hey. And you wonder why you'll
1: be stallion? So that's why. Bitch, um, I love Trina. Mine's would be J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. You you better fucking not snore. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Cause he got he got some hits. I
2: have. To, I I hate retracting any statement I have. But this new J. Cole, I don't know if it's the dress no, or been had what. Hits, but you
1: asshole, thank you very much. Man. Okay, Kendrick, <laughs> J. Cole, Cole. Nip. Nipsey is fucking crazy. Um, mm-hmm. take it back. Eve. Oh, yeah. And then uh what's crazy is uh and Jay-Z. I'll say Jay-Z. I'll give him that's mm-hmm. my top five. Top five. All right. Top five singers. Can it be a
3: group? Yeah, I'll take a group. Okay. okay. So that's easy then. So <laughs> Mint condition as a group. Ooh, okay. Tony Tony. Yeah, as a group, mm. Um, Johnny Gill. He this slept day. on till this day. Okay. <laughs> um, there
0: you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> First man. of all, let's let's put a pin in that. Awesome song, awesome soundtrack, awesome movie. Man, man. you
1: hate when I name that movie, but Boomerang was a fucking classic. Like, no, that's man, no. Baby. And
2: what's funny? I love Boomerang. But you know why I get mad? is because people always say, I'm a Jacqueline, and I'm not.
1: (laughs) They say that to you.
2: (laughs) This motherfucker, my friends told me that I'm really Marcus, (laughs) but since I'm a woman, I'm Jacqueline. And I said, you know what? You might be right, but fuck you. (laughs)
1: I, to bring that right. I didn't know nobody said that to you, but it's true. That's right. funny. It's, it's funny because it's, it's true. It's true. And
2: you're
1: it. offended. But. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Candy. <laughs> uh,
2: was that three or four? Johnny Gill. None of them were
3: three. Mm-hmm. Um, Anita Baker. Of course. Mm. Oh, Shade. That's yeah. true. Okay. I have to. Okay. I have
1: to. Okay. Well, no,
2: listen to Shade. I want to smoke a bleezy or something. You You know, know.
3: people have mixed feelings about her. But I'll tell you this. If she goes on tour tomorrow, I don't care where in the world she is, I'm going.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing is I was named after her. That's Shatara Chaudet. That's a fun Mm. fact. My daddy was like, I'm going to name you after my bitch. I was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for that. Thanks for that.
2: Let's hope Big Big Shaco don't listen no, to big, this big show. Big no.
1: She knows it. Definitely. He oh, okay. says it all the time. Like he very much. Because I hated that name for the longest. Because when you think about it, a lot of hood rats in the neighborhood is named Sade. So I hated it. Yeah, most it. of the Sade's I know. Yeah, I hated it forever. And he was like, That woman because seeing her. How dare you say that? And I was like, Well, it's true. So <laughs> you weren't the only person who felt like she was your bitch. and named your child after her. Um, First of all,
2: your daddy do not get that angry, so.
1: You don't know <laughs> Big Dog very well. Anyway, all right, your top five.
2: <laughs> My top five, and this is in no particular order, okay. uh, Monica.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I love Monica.
2: Um, male artist, Donnell Jones.
0: Mm. Okay,
2: I love Donnell Jones. Um, three, I'm going to go Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, mean. hey. The people in the St. Louis metropolitan area, if you see me singing at the top of my lungs at this Nas and Mary J. Blige concert, don't, don't mind your but business. Leave
1: it alone. Okay. Just don't even at you. You're good. Mind
2: your business. Um, then number four, Anita Baker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, if y'all saw me last year, mind your business. I, I'm going to be the same way at Mary J's. And another male, Luther Vandross. Yeah, I was just
1: going say I love Luther Yeah. I would have to go, Luther, Beyonce, of course. Um, Jill Scott is absolutely fucking amazing. Like her voice is just mm-hmm. crazy. Um, did I say Marvin Gaye? Okay.
2: No, you Marvin yeah. Gaye
1: definitely my nigga. And um, did I say Anita? No.
2: No. Okay, Anita's your okay. four.
1: That's my four. That's not five.
2: Mm. Because you said Beyonce. Um, Beyonce, think, Anita
1: mm. oh, and Melanie Fiona. I like her vibe, like she makes oh, yes, a yes. way yes. when she sings.
2: All right, you know what? One thing, I uh, one thing I want to say about Beyonce, like I'm glad you named her, but I didn't name her because she's just like in a category by herself to me, like because she's just not a singer, like she's a movement. Mm. You know, so she, she like I know we.
1: Move, so I mean.
2: Yeah, like, she just... Because, like, the people that... Some of the people I name, like, Monica's not a great performer to me. Like, she sings her face off. But Beyoncé was singing upside down, y'all. Do you
1: understand? No, you don't have to convince me, I know. It sounds like Candace needs like, to be convincing because she's quiet over there. And
2: so No, she's, like, having a moment over here. Like, her eyes are closed and she's like, yes.
3: I appreciate Beyoncé as a performer. She had to
1: grow on me though, like I haven't been like a lifelong stand. Like, me neither. People, mm-hmm. other people have, but she's grown. Okay, Candace, on me. never admit that on this show. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> never say that to me on this show. Next question, because can we just go retract that statement to Candace. She's been in since Destiny's Child. No, 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 no. That's how we feel. All right. <laughs> Top five dance moves.
2: Oh, I definitely, and I, I, I'll call it twerking, but I really like a good doo doo brown. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good doo doo brown, uh, the mono, mm-hmm.
0: um,
2: the mono, and then uh, the uh, what's the dance? Mob out. Mm-hmm. I like a good okay. mob out.
1: Yeah. Um, Only problem with my about like you gonna be funky as a motherfucker by the time that song's finishes. Yeah, and I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a whole like I feel like you need your own personal fan situation, and you just hit five hundred calories by the time that song is over. So that's, yeah, mom, period. And you gotta have some good knees too for that. Oh yeah.
2: And if you're doing mm-hmm. it in heels, oh man, what was we yeah. thinking?
1: Yeah, fuck you if you're doing that in heels. Ain't no way in hell I would do that in heels.
2: Um. I like a I like a good crip walk.
1: <laughs> I do too though. Yes. What's his name? Like, OT Genesis? I love when he man. killed I'm like, oh. you know
2: and I have a new dance that I like. It's this uh I bet you won't. I bet you won't. I bet you won't. I don't I don't like to do it, but I like seeing other people do it. It's, what is that? So it's this guy. Oh, that, I know what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Remember
1: if I <never> got <forgot> out <laughs> that casket. That was my favorite yes. one. <laughs>
2: I'm gonna show it to you, Candice, but you've seen it before. Like he just be standing, and then they, then a beat drop, and then he just start jerking, and like that's how people do the dance. Yeah, it's it's yeah. so funny. Yeah.
1: You probably seen it. You just probably ain't even paid attention to what I'll they even call it. Yeah, what in I?
3: I'm gonna say ditto to the first four. Okay, because I was literally like, yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my fifth one. And this is probably because I don't have a lot of rhythm, but like a good auntie step, mm, like, like a, a good, two like step it a shuffle, That's
2: a, yeah. a good auntie step.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I was talking
2: about, right? <laughs> and then while I'm in the chair, like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm.
1: all right. I love, um, I love a good body roll because I oh, feel yeah. like. That shows like, yo, you not getting old and getting stiff. Um mm-hmm. I love a good um house party reenactment, whatever that dance is called. Um oh, Yeah. Love the Tussie Roll. I just feel like Tussie Roll, you can really get into it. You know, especially if the motherfuckers take it to the ground. You'd be like, fuck it up then.
2: Oh yeah, to the left. To the yeah. left? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: I'm all for it. Um I love any slide that black people just create on their own and we all just each city take it to a whole nother level, and then it's true St. Louis fashion. I love at a wedding and the soul train line when people do the fake skate where they skate. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love it. i be like, Yep, okay, yeah, fuck it up there. Yeah, so,
2: hold on, honorable mention question What's y'all favorite slide? Oh, uh.
1: go with
2: the fantasy slide, yes, the fantasy. Talk about a workout.
1: Yeah, listen to it. Oh, the yeah, yeah, that's not yes. Yep, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I like the cha cha slide, though. Yeah, because I really like the Charlie Brown and Hands on Your knees. I hate, so, I hate the cha cha yeah.
1: slide. It pisses me off. I'd be like, if we have to do this fucking slide, I hate it. And part of the reason I hate it, because like a lot of white people do it, they'd be like, come on, let's do the cha cha slide. And it's like, Man. no. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> and he's like, nope, I don't want to do it just because you want to do it. No, I don't. <laughs> How I feel. (laughs) Um, I feel like we kind of just discussed movies, so we'll go ahead and pass that one. Top five black hairstyles.
2: The Black Mohawk. Number one through five. Really?
1: Yes. See, if I had to pick, if I had to just pick one, mine's is actually very plain and simple. Two braids to the back. Love it. My Mm -hmm, favorite hairstyle, like my two braids coming around the side to the back. Love it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think my head too big for that. Like, I can
3: do it, but I feel like if I just have two braids, there's just, like, too much empty <laughs>
1: space. Nigga, first off, my nickname is Buddy Lee for the Lee jeans, man, with that big-ass round head. And if you looked at me, you know I have a small face, but a whole lot of motherfucking head. You talk to the wrong person. <laughs> my shit just be looking like I don't got no hair. It's just a head just hand a people just like to squeeze it like damn is this really our head yes motherfuckers all my damn yes. head. sorry i gotta i got angry sorry yeah you went somewhere yeah. let's process yeah it. we can unpack that later <laughs> we're gonna pack all my
2: life that i like, me about my head no i'm joking <laughs> now you said braid. i do like one thing and i know we're talking about our favorites but I, can we appreciate black women and our hairstyles because yes. the fact that we can come up with probably five I don't think any other race can really yeah, do that. That's like, like
1: It was so funny because we were, we got this big corporate visit next week. And um, I was like, I'm going to switch my hair up. And she was about to, I could see my boss, the big boss about to ask. And she was like, girl, we just going to take whatever you come in here with because we just never know with you. And I was like, mm-hmm. Good. keep your ass guessing. God damn it. Right. You never know. I say, okay, so I'll give you two braids to the back. I love a good um, blunt bob shoulder length. Mm-hmm. Um, Stiff wear, bitch. <laughs> I hate you. I just thought about that little girl that was in the car doing Yeah. Because, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> um, this was funny. I know it used to be my favorite hairstyle growing up that my mom would never let me get when it's cut short at the top and long in the back.
2: Yeah, the black girl yeah, mohawk. Uh, black
1: black the, the black girl Joe Dirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> love that. You always love it. No. I like real short curl flat and then I like um flat twist. Like when you take your hair down after and have the flat twist and they like 2 days old. Love it. Mm. That's like one of my favorite hairstyles cuz it get big and curly and it just look like the creator, mm, the queen yes. of them all. So, that's one of my favorites. Um, I
3: too would ditto the, uh, the black mohawk and or the black mullet. Mm-hmm. That was a, a favorite of mine with a good Adam.
2: Oh, yes. Tell me <laughs> shit in middle
3: school. Not with um, the Adam E J.
2: <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> so that would be one, um, a good box braid or now knotless braids, which is what I have right now. They, they're amazing. Oh, those look
2: good. Yeah. Um. I can vouch. Right. <laughs> Um,
3: a good old twist out
2: because mm. I don't
3: like fresh right. twist outs when they first yeah. come down.
2: Yeah. Oh man. Um, I look like a dog.
3: <laughs> I hate sleeping in them because I don't like air dry my hair, or I, I air dry, don't blow dry my hair. But a good um ride, yeah. looks good on my
0: yeah. hair.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know for my fifth one.
2: I mean, I think you you gave pretty good ones. I feel like we gave a variety, yeah. a variety. So the mullet for me, um, number two. I you said hey, I like the. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was bullshitting. because that's like numero. Like I usually don't do them in order, but that's like number mm. one for me. Um, then I like a high bun. Like I love a high bun. I like mm. a. It, it could be a messy bun, like a sleek high bun um three i do like the uh i like the the faux locks like Mm. the messy faux locks i'm i'm digging those i like those a lot um and then my fifth one i think will probably be like a a a old like a couple days old twist out and a braid out Mm. you know
1: okay all right yeah um best top five childhood games
3: Ooh, I'll go first. All right, uh, all right.
1: Pick me, pick me.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, so I'm going to do a mixture of like board games and like games outside games. Yes. Okay. Um, this is a judgment-free zone, but uh, catch a girl, get a girl. Oh, is,
1: so is somebody was dry favorite. humping when they was little. <laughs> okay. <laughs> somebody clothes like burning about, on was the just,
3: side at the house. Okay. It was just something about like the. Like, I don't, well, I was going to go too deep. I won't, but yeah, that game. No, 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 let's
2: uh, go I, me? I, I want you to go deep.
1: Me? I yeah, yeah. Like, no, what about what? What is it? No, this is like, a safe zone, nigga. I, uh, come on. No, like, I like me safe. to come and take me. Oh, okay.
3: Well, no, because I just think that it's important for kids to, like, express themselves not bear with me. <laughs> it is important for children to be able to express themselves sexually. Take your and time. I don't past think that enough parents do, th- they don't do enough in educating their kids on what it means to be like sexually active or sexually attracted to a member of the same or opposite sex or anything like that. So that game really gives what well, at least in my generation, because these kids found out a whole lot more mm-hmm. nowadays, mm-hmm. but I felt like that was my first introduction to like flirting or being comfortable being around members of the opposite sex and um just being able to have like fun.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you, you,
3: when you had like sleepovers and stuff, it was all girls and stuff, or then in school, like they tell you like leave that boy alone or leave that girl alone and blah, blah, blah. But then mm-hmm. like that game, you was just like, Ha We just we out you.
2: Well, see, and that's the opposite thing for me because I never participated because my uncle like kind of set the tone. Like I'm gonna stump out any little boy that like mm-hmm. you on the block, so people never mess with me. And I think like not to get too deep, but it's like like you said, like even older now, I wouldn't approach a guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like that connotation, like oh, the girls that played that game was fast, mm-hmm. and it's like not really. It's a game. Mm-hmm. It's a game, and we're kids. <laughs> you know.
1: Okay, I got a question though. So you said. Like it gives people, a kids, a chance to express themselves sexually. Is that mm-hmm. is that what we consider it? Is it considered to be sexually, or is it like? Because I, when I think about sexually, I think like, when did I think about a person like that? And mm-hmm. is it possible that does those feelings come that young, or do you think it only comes like around the age of puberty? Or uh, maybe I should question what age we're talking about playing catch a girl, get a girl. <laughs> so yeah that, that might be a, a clarity question so I
3: probably played in more so in middle school okay that's puberty okay that's right. fair that's fair that yeah. a little bit like late early elementary early middle school
1: okay cool cool, cool. okay I can take mm-hmm, that because yeah. I was like Candice come on what's happening They get seven oh, no 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 what no, y'all no, thinking no. about seven but well, wait <laughs> I don't okay, mean I the like, I, was like, oh, I was like what was I doing like baby I was tripping
2: you yeah, can <laughs> see we were playing younger because we played uh, stuck in the Mud. Did y'all play that? What
1: the fuck is
2: Stuck in the Mud? So like you... we It's like tag but then like you hit somebody and then they gotta like freeze.
1: It's freeze tag. Okay.
2: Okay. 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 Yeah. But then like you gotta like go through their legs to get them un... To, like, get them unfrozen. Hey, y'all was we all
1: freaky shit when y'all was on the Man, like... had <laughs> his clothes burning outside. You going through people's legs. You like, I ain't play catch a girl, get a girl, but I was going through people's legs. I definitely played right, right? playing stuck in the mud. Freaky <laughs> shit was y'all... Oh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it, the thing it. is, like, I could play any of those games because I had three older brothers and my brothers ain't. I was just thinking, like,
2: you know play. i of this. None of that. My brothers
1: like, you can play football. You want to play football, bitch? Like, that's all you can do, so... I didn't get to play those games, so, yeah, I don't know. I think mine was just, like, high-go-seat <laughs> or double-dutch.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love jumping rope. Well, Candice, you didn't finish yours. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: So, it would definitely be catch a girl, get a girl um, without the clothes burning. <laughs> we
1: didn't do this. So. Look, we said we're not judging. <laughs> Nobody's judging. You saw her
3: drop, um, and it's Okay. Monopoly, which to this day I will still like slap somebody in. Um, I want you and my so, sister to play. So, my sister so beats me head, every fucking head time. It's
1: outside with the Monopoly board.
3: <laughs> Definitely. Um, I was also a gamer as a child, so anything on Nintendo what? that was my system of choice. Okay. Uh, I love the good. I'll say hide-and-seek. Yeah. I love a good hide-and-seek. And, seek. and um, any game that that asks me to, like, stump or clap, like... Um,
2: Fake cheerleading? You know, oh, the hand, hand game. Yeah, like the yeah. hand game.
3: Twee-lee-lee. Thank oh, you. That's the is
1: that I, the, I you see I was doing like
2: that. Yeah, is that the name? Like, I'll be wondering, like, what are the names of these games? I
1: have no idea.
2: Yeah.
1: But wait, I was thinking about conversation. that Did conversation... You- Tap- yep. Yeah, thinking of, thinking nah, of okay, Yeah, nah. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I go over here playing in my head, like, is it called conversation?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um Oh, you know what? Top five. For me, I like telephone.
1: Did you? I, I hate like the game people tele- hot ass breath on my ear. I fucking <laughs> hate <the> telephone. <laughs> I hate it when we have to play it in class. It's like, oh, like quick your yep. ass away from me.
2: Telephone. Um I like the game of life and I would make, I used to teach after school. I would make my students play that game. Mm. And then like, I'm, but I made all of them go to college and they'd be so mad. And I'm like, nah, like if if, if I'm in college, y'all gotta go. <laughs> so I made all of them start at college. And then, um, I like the game of life. I love phase 10 and a lot of mm. people like don't like it. Cause it's so long, but I love phase 10 um outside games i like jumping double dutch that's my shit and hide and go seek yeah that's my other one
1: okay um red light green light mm, that's a good that's one and go seek um definitely spoons that was a card game have you ever played spoons
2: okay Mm I've heard of it before. Uh, though
1: spoons will get you. Guess it, Like you say catch me outside <laughs> not me, Catch me outside with spoons. I'm the smoothest motherfucker <laughs> in the game, bro. Um, oh and then uh seven six four. Have you ever played that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so well, seven six four. Okay. Our game getting kind of long, but last one. Nice. Top five worst habits of other people.
2: I'll give y'all my way. I
1: think I hate. I okay. hate people who chew loud. I hate people Oof. who touch you when they talk. Um, I hate people who don't know how to whisper. That pisses me off. Just like loud talking, like so. You hate me, okay? You text your shit, yeah. but yeah, you don't know how to whisper. Yeah. That's very true. Um, <laughs> I hate naysayers. Mm. And finally, I hate when people uh. Walk really close to you, or like they don't know how to walk next to a person. Oof. It pisses me the fuck off. Sorry, but it yeah. gets.
2: Piggybacking on your last one, that's my number one. I hate people who invade personal space. Mm-hmm. Um, uninvited personal spaces. Me and Candice close, <laughs> but I told her come close. Mm-hmm. I hate people like, especially like in lines. Who I hate that shit. Um, I hate people that stand close to me. I hate people that um, bad breath. Mm-hmm. Bad breath get like the the least you could do. You could taste that shit. I know what my breath yeah. think. Um, three. I hate people chew and eat loud. Um, four. I I despise I despise like people that volunteer lies. like <laughs> that just be talking. You like
1: I didn't even ask you that, bro.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I I hate people that give you like and and. They, they volunteer lies, but they also volunteer like useless information you know like you I don't need to know that you didn't have to tell me that and it's probably right. not true so you're a liar um and then five I don't I don't like negative nancies yeah. like like you said naysayers I hate negative nancies negative yeah. neds like you could be having a good day and that'll just yeah I hate like, it
1: go on somewhere with that bullshit.
2: man all
1: right Dr. Candice
3: so I hate um, when I can see your food when you're chewing. Like the loud chewing, I can take that, but I can't take it if you're talking to me and I see your food. Like I have a texture issue, and that's it's I don't like. Okay. That, um,
2: that just made my stomach turn.
3: I don't like people who suck their teeth, or well, I don't like the act of people sucking their teeth. Because it's like just get a toothpick, or like you hate me and my daddy. Fold a piece of paper and just get on up in there. So. Sucking teeth. <laughs> um, that noise that people with allergies make.
2: Oh, my, my sister, God. So oh, make it. But yes, I'm just like, oh, yes.
1: my God. I can't stand it. Yes.
2: <laughs> I try to do it when I'm by myself. My, I did it one time. My mom called me early in the morning and I was doing it. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, this is something I usually do by myself. But since you called me this early, you have to deal with it. So. <laughs>
3: um this might be nerdy of me and i am kind of a nerd um
2: you're talking to two mckinley <laughs> kids so
3: <laughs> but i hate when i'm like in a training or a class or like a meeting
1: or something and people are like having side oh my god i hate that too and it's like, god damn it oh, like i god through. i hate it too because we'd be like why yeah. what are you talking about that's more important than what they're talking about and then i turn around and give them mm-hmm. an evil look too because i would sit there and look at them like so you don't fucking hear like this per Oh, my God. It pisses me
2: off, <laughs> We were. No, I just came from boot camp, right? And we like walking up the hill. And she's like trying to give instructions on next step. And it was people like in the back talking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shut the fuck up. We finna run. Like, y'all need to preserve all that. I
1: be doing the hard. I be doing that hard. Shh. <laughs> that be me like under everybody. Like, shh. Like, bitch, be quiet. You need to be quiet.
2: But wait, why was she was like the nerd in me? And then she talk, started talking about training classes. I was like, people can't
1: read me too. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> that and people thinking that they already know. You be like, that's not what they was about to say. Like, relax. Just let them talk. Ma'am. If you know, keep it to yourself. It's cool. I'm proud of you. Right. Okay. So that concludes our wonderful game. That bitch was kind of long, but it was good.
2: All right. Give it a little sway. You know what I'm saying? I bet I you feel that body
1: kidding. rolling. Y'all hear me snapping in the background? I was like, "Uh, uh." Yeah, man. yes, we did. I love it. I love that music. I, you know, I, I killed it with that one. You know, I did. Proud of myself.
2: I definitely feel like I should have a polyester right, suit on when you play it. So,
1: bad chick of the week is Karuchi. <laughs> is that how you pronounce her name? It's Karuchi. Okay. Yeah. Karuchi did an interview Carucci. with Big Boy, who's not a big boy anymore. He's a skinny boy, but um, she did an interview on his radio mm-hmm. show. And one thing I named her as Bad Chick of the Week is because one, I'm happy that she was able to find love after Chris Brown and all of that shit that she had going on. But one thing mm-hmm. that she said about her love um to Victor Cruz, that's his name, right? She said yep. that um mm-hmm. she was happy with the love that she was in and she was happy because she finally figured out um how to put herself first and be in love. I like this because I feel like a lot of times people get in love or fall in love with someone and they forget that you have to put yourself first and that you have to take care of yourself in order to be a contributor in a relationship um, rather than allowing this other person to completely drain you. So don't lose yourself, keep yourself first, but it's also okay to be in love with somebody at the same time. All right, Jill with the Mm -hmm. shits,
2: hit it. Okay, so my uh, with the shits is kind of a misfit moment. (laughs) So also I wanted to say that if you listen to last week's episode, you know that Big Shaco had a flat tire, or that's what she told her job. Okay. So I wake up the next morning. I'm ha 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 he is slapping virtual fives with Big Shaco about lying to her job. I wake up the next morning and I walk outside and have a flat tire. So uh I just want y'all to know
1: He's doing a Nick got gotcha, gotcha, bitch.
2: Yeah, but I'd still like to blame you um, because <laughs> had you not put that out to the atmosphere of us lying and shit, wouldn't have happened. And I mean, uh, when I got back in town, I did have my low pressure tire, like you know, low pressure tire light on. But whatever, it's still your fault. Um, because I could have rode on that tire for a couple Wait more days. You to me, bro. But uh, um, yeah. <laughs> see, see, this this the bullshit. and i'm like oh that's my best friend we have a great podcast because we're best friends and look how she do me yep so my misfit moment this weekend guys i think i'm ready for the summer to be over uh i've had a very very hot hot girl summer uh city girl summer i wasn't doing a lot of scamming but a little bit um but yeah i had a really good summer and a bitch is tired um and i just want to know from the misfits out there is there an age limit on a city girl, I high think girl, it's summer an
1: age limit, but I I'm think a- sometimes I gotta throw in a couple of weeks of self care, cause um, you bitches old, so you ain't twenty one yeah. no more. I think it's not an age limit, but I think you need to know your limit, your personal <laughs> limit.
2: <laughs> cause I'm out here like masterpiece, so no motherfucking limit.
1: You did it to yourself, so I mean it ain't like- really much you could do you should have known when to turn it off and be calm candace what do you think you're dr candace so i i
0: mm-hmm.
3: would agree i think as long as you pace yourself and you know what's for you then there's no limits to a high girl summer or like how old you should be or how old you could be to it um because you're only as young as you feel like you are Ooh, so shit. if you feel like you can be out there and turn the hot girl summer to a hot girl
1: fall, then
2: go for it. Oh, because I'm shooting for a hot girl winter. <laughs> I'm going to find me something to snuggle up against. Preferably I mean, Bob two something. You should
1: go, you know, they say you got a lot more energy six, when you go vegan. So maybe you need to be a hot girl vegan summer. And then you mm, can go as long, yeah. as long as you want.
2: Well, that's the problem. So I told you I went to boot camp. And Friday night, I'm I'm like doing a lifestyle change. So I'm, you know, cutting my carbs. And I uh, drank some after work. I'm not going to incriminate myself completely. I drank some after work a on lot. Friday. I and anyway, and I just was,
1: was. on Friday. But go ahead.
2: I was told down. Okay. And I feel like I'm not going to sacrifice my healthy lifestyle because I want to drink and be out here. But y'all, um, double up on the carbs, because, um, I had salads all day Friday, and yeah, I felt like a champ, you know weight wise, but uh, I should have had two double cheeseburgers from White Castle before I'd started to indulge in all that liquor so you played yourself. um yeah, I made played myself, and I really feel like the hot girls are down two points, oh, but um, <laughs> but I will say. Turn that shit right back around, <laughs> so we back up four points. <laughs> so, <laughs> at the miraculous glass of ginger beer, <laughs> the hot girls are back up four points.
1: So,
2: <laughs> back to you, Ken. It sounds
1: like it sound like you <laughs> took the hot girls down. You know, I've been keeping right. us up and trying to keep us on a straight path, and here you come and throw our good name in the dirt. But. <laughs> all right so for real (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and get to the topic because we've been fucking around all episode um right black like black people and mental health i think now is coming to the forefront um of people actually acknowledging it and trying to get rid of generational curses um as well as getting away from that attitude that they adopt that this is the way my mama was it's the way her mama was so People are moving forward to try to get the help they need in order to move forward in life. Um, Candace, first off, why did you want to be a therapist? Okay, wait. So you technically considered to be a therapist or Yes,
3: so there is so if someone calls themselves a clinician or a counselor or a therapist, it's all the same thing which okay. is not the same thing as life coaching, God. <laughs> the shame. Ooh, That was like the shame. <laughs> there's nothing wrong oh. with life coaching, but it, there is there is a difference. Um, you don't but, go to school for a life coach, right? Yeah, you can go to school. And I think there's like a, a program, there's like certified programs that you can do to be a certified life coach. Um she get and the those, certificate. Yeah. And then so those and those people know the difference between like, oh, this is something that I need to like transition on or refer to a therapist for mm. versus yeah. just going all willy nilly with what it is that they're doing with people. So um So those are all different ways that you can call yourself a clinician. But, yeah, so I'm a therapist. And
1: then a psychiatrist, an actual medical doctor. Right. So uh, a therapist cannot
3: prescribe Mm -hmm. medication. Um, A psychologist can prescribe medication. Well, some can, just depending on their background, can prescribe medications. But what they also can do is um, assessment testing and evaluations Mm -hmm. to provide a little bit more... uh, Their words mean a little bit more when they do a diagnosis, a psychologist versus a therapist. So their words kind of, for the lack of a better phrase, trumps ours when it comes to diagnosing. Um, And then a psychiatrist can do both the things that a therapist can do and that a um, psychologist Psychologist. can do. And they are also, they have a medical background. So psychologists and therapists have more of a psychological background or psychology background. And psychiatrists have a medical background. Okay
1: okay so just oh go go ahead ahead, go ahead i was gonna say like
2: just give us a little bit of like a small bio like of yourself like you're kind of like shay said you know what led you to do this Mm -hmm. but also like kind of go a little bit more i know you mentioned your letters Mm -hmm. like what's that second set of letters like what does that mean
3: so the second set of letters the bctmh is board certified telemental health and so the way i got into that is so let me backtrack a little bit so i went into therapy um because i always wanted to give someone or wanted to make sure that people had a place to express themselves Mm -hmm. and so i was always that friend that was like lending a uh, lending an open ear to friends um helping them to solve problems and things of that nature so it's very natural for me to go that route Um, I originally wanted to be a psychologist, but I didn't want to put labels on people. And therapy is a little bit less labeling than um, uh, psychiatry or psychologists are. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is why I went into becoming a therapist. Um, The reason why I sought out the BCTMH certification is because I deal a lot with um, high school and college students. And so they'll start with me in St. Louis and then move to a different city within the state of Missouri. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wanted to be able to continue working with them. And you don't, you technically don't have to have a board certification to do telemental health, um, which is video conferencing, like in real time with Mm -hmm. someone, Um, but I just feel like there's a little bit more knowledge when you go through a program that trains you to be um, a board-certified mental health provider or telemental health provider. Um, Because there's a lot of things that we as therapists don't think about when it comes to doing therapy online. Like things like I had to buy a whole separate computer just so I can keep it in my house in a safe. Because like, let's say if I was traveling somewhere and I had my computer with me and um, someone stole my bag, then I would have to contact all of my clients and say that there could be a potential breach of confidentiality because somebody stole my computer. So there's Mm -hmm. like different things that you don't think about when you're doing face-to-face therapy that going through a program that teaches you more about the specifics behind telemental health would teach you about. Um, So my specialty is really with, um, I call myself a gap therapist. And so standing in the gap between Um, Students that are going from high school to college, from those going from college into adulthood, and then in general for people who are um, between the person they are currently and the person that they want to be.
1: Okay, Gotcha. Okay. Okay. How important do you think it is to have a gap therapist? Because once once you said transitioning to who you are and who you want to be, I feel like a Mm. lot of people struggle with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: So I think it really just depends on whether the decisions that you are making are hindering uh, you being able to move forward. So there are a lot of people, I say this all the time, there are some people who come to therapy and I'm like, baby, you just need Jesus. And then there are some people who go to God and it's like, no, baby, you need a therapist. And so it really just depends on whether or not you feel like you are making healthy decisions. Um, And so if you feel like you're just stuck, like you have these goals and you're not necessarily making it toward your goals, you may not necessarily need a therapist. But if you are making um, unhealthy decisions and those are keeping you from reaching your goals, then you need a therapist because you have to break down um, why it is that you continue to fall into the patterns that you fall into, um, who or what is influencing those patterns in the first place. Um, and so I wouldn't necessarily say that it's important to have a gap therapist. Um, for people but it is important to be aware of the decisions that you're making your mental health and where you are um, and be aware of the resources that are available to you
1: gotcha do you think that people need a therapist no matter what like do you think that people should just go to a therapist when they down or do you just feel like people need a therapist just to talk to every day i
3: think it's beneficial for everyone to at least have a therapist in their back pocket and it may not be somebody that they started regularly seeing but like saying to themselves like oh if i ever should need a therapist this is who i would go to or these are the people that i would seek out um, services from because you never really know when that time is going to come um and then there are a lot of therapists they're not there's not too many therapists of color Mm -hmm in the field Mm -hmm. and so with so many more people of color who are seeking out therapy services there could be some that have a wait list um like i'm two people away from having a wait list myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) it fills up pretty quickly um and so you always want to have people or someone readily available um to to reach out to if you're interested in seeking therapy now if you're already going through therapy um and you want to like because some people assume that you have to go to therapy on a weekly basis and you don't mm-hmm. um you can go weekly you can go bi-weekly i have someone who comes to me on a monthly basis just for maintenance mm-hmm. um and so it really just depends on the the level of need that you have but yeah at least being aware of therapy or therapists in the areas a good start
2: that's what um i <laughs> it's funny my therapist just told me recently she was like um did I have any issues? And I'm like, no, I mean, I'm like, it's been good. Like I, I've started to be excited Mm -hmm. to tell her my progress or like, I feel like a kid when I'm like, I did good today, you know, because I'm like, I ain't slapped nobody. You know, like I didn't, (laughs) I I didn't let like this. Okay. Like misfits, this, these are real conversations. (laughs) Like I didn't, I didn't cuss nobody out. Like, cause that's one thing that like, you know, being very transparent, like that's one thing that I talked to her about. Was my anger because I did go through postpartum, and then after the postpartum, the therapist that I went to for my postpartum, he was like, "Yeah, you should probably see somebody else because you still like we over the baby thing, but you still got issues." So I sought out um, a woman of color, and I I love her, and I did gradually like taper off because I'm like, look, I I started to feel like if I go every week, something's not clicking. So let me try and I challenged myself to go like every other week and then after every other week I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm getting better. And so I just go monthly now. And it's partly because of costs too, but I, I took it upon myself to be like, look, if you want to be better mentally, you need to practice the things that, you know, she's putting out in front of you. So yeah, it's funny to hear the other side of this. You know what I mean? So, Cause I, I think she thinks I'm crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we all are. I feel like everybody's crazy. Everybody got a little something wrong with her. Right. Um, Candace, what do you think are some good reasons to go to therapy or seek therapy? And the reason I'm asking is because a lot of things when in black culture, we get a lot of that's life. Like, you being this angry, mm-hmm. like that's life, or you feeling down or depressed, like that's life. That's just how life is. So can you give us some situations or some feelings or whatever where you think that people should have a good reason to go to therapy?
3: Yeah. So I don't think there's a situation that's too big or too small to go mm-hmm. to therapy. Uh, a lot of people assume that therapy will be this like long drawn out process. You might have something that you... Like, let's say, for instance, you broke up with a spouse and that's just like really getting you down and you want to talk to a professional. Um, And that might take you three to four sessions. You're like, all right, I'm good. Like, it doesn't have to be this long, drawn out process. It just depends on what it is that you're going for. Um, But I would say anytime that you feel like in your mind, like something is not right, or even if you're not sure that it's not right, but it's something that you're questioning, it would be helpful to reach out to a therapist. Um, A lot of therapists offer consultation Mm. sessions where you can just kind of go in and say, hey, like, this is what it is that I'm struggling with. Um, These are some of the things that I'm seeking out counseling for. Um, What do you think? And kind of having like a quick 15-minute conversation to where that therapist can say, hey, like, this is something that you should, you know, go a little bit deeper with. Or they may say, like, you know, this is something that you need therapy for, but I may not be the best person. Here's somebody else that you should reach out to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really think that if you ever have a question of, like, whether or not I should seek out therapy, you should call a therapist and ask for a consultation. Um, But a lot of things going back into, like, culturally as to... um, When people should seek out therapy. I notice a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of my African-American clients just do not know how to express emotions and a lot don't, can't identify Mm. emotions. Like usually the three emotions people come to me with, sad, mad, Mm. happy. That's it. And so really being able to tap into, like, what other emotions are out there and what's behind sad, mad, and happy. And a lot of times people just identify those three or just like you said, because people say, like, oh, that's life. Like, oh, like, just get over it. You'll be fine. Just push through. And so they don't take the time to really dig deeper into what it is that's Mm -hmm. bothering them. Um, And so I would say there's nothing too big or too small to reach out to a therapist for. Um, or there's a lot of people that are on social media now, like a lot of therapists are calling themselves millennial Mm -hmm. therapists. I would say, reach out to one of them and just say, Hey, do you have a second for a quick, um, a quick question? Like I won't take up too much of your time and just ask, like there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with asking. I would much rather have someone like shoot me an email or a DM and just say, Hey, I have this quick question. than come into my office and waste my time. And that is a
1: Honest. Dr. Candace said, Don't come in here (laughs) on that bullshit because you're going to get shown the door. (laughs) Now, misconceptions about therapy. Um, Mm -hmm. Like you said, we we brought up time, but one of my things is I feel like people kind of feel like you go to therapy and therapy gives you like this printout of solutions. Mm -hmm. and 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 that's it so what (laughs) should you expect out of like your therapy or out of a good therapist so I would say so
3: this is what I tell my clients when I first meet with them I like to let the client know that I am not the expert of their lives like they are the expert I am just I call myself like a Mm. whiteboard So you're like, I, you just come in, you put all your thoughts out. I kind of help you sort them out and make recommendations. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a therapist, we really can't give advice because if you go out and do that and it doesn't work out for you, then that says like lawsuits. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't give out advice or anything, but, um, it's more so just being able to come into a session Um, really being able to talk through what's going on. But the practice happens outside of the therapy session. A lot of people assume that they come in and they get these answers or they come to some conclusions or identify some skills and are just Mm -hmm. like, okay, I got it. And then they're confronted with something that's triggering. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, I don't got it. But the real practice really does happen outside of the therapy session. But as far as what to look for, when you go into a therapy session. I would one also say, um, don't be afraid to be honest. Like it does take time to get there to be able to be very open with a therapist, Uh, but we are there to really explore the deepest parts of you. Um, I always say there's there's not too much that can shock me when it comes to therapy. Um, I've heard some very traumatic stories. I've heard some very, um, disturbing stories to where afterwards I'm just like, Ooh, I can't see any clients for the rest of the day. Um, but it's not, it, it wouldn't keep me from allowing my client to be able to talk through what it is that they need to talk through. Um, so being prepared to be open and honest understanding that the work is going to happen outside of therapy, as well as, you know, practicing or processing through in the therapy session. Um, I would also say be prepared to be patient. Um, It's going to take some time. Um, It's not going to be anything that happens overnight. Um, Let me see what else. Oh, the first session or two is going to be a lot of questions. And I Mm -hmm. hate that part (laughs) because you're really getting to know someone. Um, But the first couple of sessions will be a lot of questions. And so it would be helpful to be open when you're going to a therapist because you are coming in. The great thing about a therapist is... honest. I felt like I
2: lied. Like, I wasn't lying on purpose, but Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't as honest as I should have been the first time Mm -hmm. I went to therapy. And, like, towards Mm -hmm. the... And, I mean, like, the first couple of sessions, like, I wasn't open. Mm -hmm. But then, like... I'm like, okay, you're. You need to do this. And I went back in 2015 when I first turned 30. I had like a whole, why am I not married? Oh my god, I want kids. You know that silly shit. So, um, and not to say silly shit because if that's what you want, cool. It was silly for me because that's totally not what I should have been thinking about. But I felt like that's something that people need to be reminded of, like. Be honest mm-hmm. because you're not gonna get the results that you want. And it's not even mm-hmm. like a like you said, solutions. Mm-hmm. You're it's just not gonna be beneficial. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, really felt like I needed to be more honest with myself mm-hmm. and him.
3: Cause the thing that people have to remember is a therapist is a non-biased person who does not know anything about anybody else in your life mm-hmm. and so if you came in and said that your best friend is the most horrible person in the world and you hate x y and z about her like that's going to be perfectly fine but we need those details to so where we can create um kind of create your story in our heads because we don't know what's going on or we don't mm-hmm. know all the different players. And that's a good thing for you because you can be as honest as possible. But that's the reason why those first couple of sessions will have a lot of questions because you have to build the story for us because we are a blank slate. Like, we know nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. My... I no, always no. wonder... No, go, oh, go, go ahead go with My your question. Sorry.
2: <laughs> no because I I was just wondering like what what makes and that's why I asked about your credentials because I do you believe like black people aren't going to therapy because of tradition or do you see it both where like they're like well who you know who is she or like why why should I go like what's, what's the benefit of me going yeah, like see, I go was, to church or question, you know because
1: my thing is what do you say to those who don't believe in it now. So, okay. So here's my thing. And me and Jill have Mm -hmm. discussed this before. Um, I don't go to a therapist, but my cousin is a shrink. So I just use her for free, but it's hard (laughs) to say. (laughs) Yeah, she does. Um, it's hard because it's like, with me having an open mind and I feel, I question everything about everyone, even, um pastors where you know a lot of people feel like you shouldn't question what pastors think it goes the same thing with having mm. a therapist and trying to choose the one for you same thing with just a regular medical doctor how do you know if this person has your best interest in mind so it's like with the therapist you you're a person you're a human i'm human you're going through your stuff too and i'm going through mine what do you do in those situations to where you don't know if the person has your best interest at mind or if the person is not helping you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I can mm-hmm. see I can see your reason for going into therapy, but I can also see on the other end to where, um, like the people you say, for example, being life coaches, they want to be life coaches, but their life ain't in order. So it's like, how do you be a good therapist if you got some shit going on? You know what I mean? Like, It's hard to take the word Mm -hmm. of a person, not saying that I need to know stuff about you, but if you don't get the vibe that you're pure at heart for me, and I feel like some people sometimes are. We go through phases and spectrums to where whatever I'm going through personally could possibly affect me professionally. How do you as a therapist keep that out out of the equation? You know what I'm saying? Is this making sense? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it does. So Mm -hmm. two things with that. Um, so I'll start with the credential piece and then I'll go to, um, to the, how you can become more comfortable with the therapist that Mm -hmm. you're seeing. So whenever you first graduate from school, um, You have to go through a period of being a provisional licensed therapist Mm -hmm. or a provisionally licensed counselor. And so you are under the supervision of someone who has been licensed at least for two years, or at least that's how it is in Missouri. I know it differs from state to state, but you have to be fully licensed for at least two years before you're able to supervise somebody else. And so that means you've been a provisional licensed counselor for two or some odd years. You've been fully licensed as a counselor or therapist for two or some odd years. So you have some time up under your belt before you can supervise somebody else. So when you are graduating and you yourself are provisionally licensed, you are under the guidance of someone who is going to help guide you through the field or help guide you in figuring out who you are as a therapist. And so when you have those questions, when like a client presents something to you, um that it's just like oh I don't know what to do with this you have someone to go to to work through those things on and then every counseling program also I'm pretty sure it's mandatory but and if it's not it should be but I know my counseling program had it to where I had to go through therapy myself in order to as as part of a class mm-hmm. and so the reason why like they that. want you to do that is because they want you to know what it feels like to be in the seat of a client having to express yourself to a therapist And so I think think something like that is very beneficial because if you don't know what it's like to sit in that chair and be vulnerable with someone that you do not know, that you do not know, then it's going to be difficult for you to be a therapist and ask someone to trust you in that same way. So that's the credentialing piece as far as um, being comfortable or having an understanding of what it's like to be a client or what it's like to having an understanding of the client's um, Uh, discomfort with coming to therapy. And then when it comes to being a client and going to a therapist and seeking out like ways to be more comfortable, interview your therapist. Like when I, when I first do my consultations or even in the first initial couple of sessions, I always ask, like do have questions, you know, let me tell you a little bit about myself. This is my background. This, these are the type of populations that I work with. These are the populations that I don't work with. Like therapy is kind of like dating and if you don't get a vibe mm-hmm. from that person there is nothing wrong with saying like hey you know i don't think this is a good match can you refer me out to somebody else or it's just asking to terminate services like there's there's absolutely nothing
2: wrong with that oh i think i'm gonna start doing that when i'm dating like if i don't like somebody i'm gonna be like this ain't really working out you got a homeboy <laughs> that you think will work better <laughs> for me
3: <'Cause laughs> sometimes I- that's how I be. you see that homeboy okay. you
1: yeah. I can't deal with her right now. I, this, I thought she was gonna say she could just terminate services this motherfucker. You gonna ask your nigga I'm gonna for do Raymond that too. His niggas. I'm, Candace, what do I'm not gonna do? I might right be right better now. for your boy. <laughs> you definitely not
2: gonna be for good, good for my friends,
1: but <laughs> I'm good for your nigga, the one that's six three who was wearing the gray stress pants last time, mm-hmm. great sweatpants the last time I seen him. That's what I'm good for. Niggas. Um, what do you say to those who don't believe in therapy? It's not for everybody
3: um i don't necessarily get offended when people say that they don't believe in therapy um it's just if it's not for them then it's not for them um now me being the person that i am i always ask like why don't they believe in therapy or what is it about them um that that doesn't allow them to trust other people or trust the process or things like that and then that turns into a conversation Um, but for a lot of people that don't believe in therapy, it really is that whole thinking of, you know, we don't air our dirty laundry. You might go out and tell somebody else. Um, confidentiality is like my middle name and not just because of like, I'm, I'm sworn to it ethically. Um, but once you like hear the stories of other people and see the things that people are going through, like you don't find pleasure in like gossiping about those Mm. things, like, I won't yeah. talk about Young and Arrested, or used to, because I haven't watched it in years, but I would talk about Young and Arrested for years. day like, it just, I could go on and on about it. I'll talk about my cousins before I talk about my clients. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, there's just a different level of respect and a relationship and a commitment that you have to your clients that you don't have with just everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people who don't believe in it, it really, it really is that fear of, like, who are you to tell me? how to live my life or, you know, what are you going to say to other people about me? Um, and that's why I go back to saying like, I am not the expert in the client's life. Like they are the expert. I am just there to be a vessel and help them to get to where it is that they want to be.
1: Yeah.
2: So you ever look yeah. at a person and be like, this motherfucker's crazy.
1: <laughs> um.
2: You ain't got to say no names, girl. So
3: it's more so like, I see them like a puzzle, Like, that type of stuff excites me. So, bad story. Well, I consider it a bad story. So, one of my (laughs) uncles, um, years ago, had a stroke. And I remember he was in the hospital. Okay. No, no, listen, just follow me. We went there. I was like, (laughs) oh, "Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) And so, years ago, he had a stroke. And I remember being in the hospital. And because, like, there was a room full of people. But then, you know, side conversations happened. Mm -hmm. And no one was talking to him. And that part of his brain wasn't stimulated. So, he went to sleep. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's so amazing. Like, because the, the the brain itself and the way that it works is amazing to me. It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
3: wow. So whenever someone comes in with something that would be considered by other people crazy, to me, that's exciting. Like, if someone comes mm-hmm. in, is like, I'm about ready to murder my wife. Cool. Let's talk about that. Like, <laughs> like what did she do this week? Like, so those things, <laughs> types of things, and not exciting in a way where it's like I'm getting pleasure or joy from there, like despair or anything like that. But it's like, this is a puzzle. Let's figure this out. Like, let's figure out what is going to be, you know, the the skill that you need to get through this or what is going to be the next step, be, you know, that's going to keep you from... Um,
1: not from, killing um, your wife. From
3: killing your wife. And then it's also <laughs> for therapists, knowing who it is that they can and can't deal with. Like, there are certain populations that I will not work with. Um, so anyone who is suffering from schizophrenia is like that's a population that I can't work with because that is a very, very long process. Um, Mm -hmm. And I am very serious about my self-care. There are therapists out there that will do that a hundred times over, um, but they also have very small caseloads. But me, I'm more so for like, give me your anxiety, give me your depression, give me your imposter syndrome, give me your trauma. Like those are the areas- Imposter syndrome. Yeah, Mm. like those are the areas that I work with. Um, but yeah, schizophrenia, that's, that's a diagnosis that I don't, um, gel too well with. Um, and jail <laughs> too well with, <laughs> well, because you have to know where your skills are. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be a hindrance to anyone. You're already seeking out therapy because you want help. And if I feel like I can't do it, then I'm going to refer you to somebody right. else. Yeah. So-
1: I feel that. I feel that. Mm. Um, wait, Jill had a couple more questions on here.
2: Well, she kind of hit all of mine. Like, because it's, I feel like once we kind of got it going, I did want to ask, um, how do you feel about, you mentioned African-Americans and why they don't want to seek mental health. And it's partially because of the trust mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you touched, you touched on that. That was my main thing. Because I, I feel like we have male misfits too. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like, I'm just going to say how I feel. I feel like more African-American males don't like therapy. Mm-hmm. Like women, we're kind of like, we always be the first to mm-hmm. be like, okay, I'm gonna, I, I, I need help. I'm going to try this. But it's like our male counterparts are just like, no. Mm-hmm. They either don't think that they need it or they don't want people in their business or they especially don't want a woman mm-hmm. telling them that they messed up. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just, I feel like a part of me going. I read this meme the other day that was like, most people that are in therapy are in therapy because of people that won't go to therapy. <laughs> right. And and I like from the beginning of well not I I say the beginning, but I don't really count my twenty fifteen. I count from my postpartum as like this journey that I'm on now. And from my postpartum, from the beginning, my counterpart was like no, you're the one that's messed up. Like, you had the baby. And I'm like, nigga, you knew to this too. Like, <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm seeing you not knowing what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that was just a struggle. Because I'm like, I'm going to this therapy. And my therapist, I'd be, like, so happy. And i come home and be using the stuff. And I used to go on Thursdays. And, like, Thursday we have a disagreement and I'd be, like, on point. I remember very vividly, I went, we had an argument on Thursday, and I felt like I did good. I didn't react. Sunday, <laughs> I lost. <laughs> like said, By Sunday, I Sunday, lost. was gone.
1: So <laughs> Sunday,
2: I was ready to beat the brakes off this nigga. Like, it was just like old Jill back again. And I'm like, I just was so upset with myself because I'm like, I did so good on Thursday. And I went to, and this is why I was going every week. And I told my therapist on that Thursday, I was like, yeah, you know, Thursday was cool, but Sunday I, I ain't do so well. And he was like, well, what happened? I was like, well, I mean, I cussed him out real bad. And, uh, yeah, it just wasn't good. He's like egging me like, no, what happened? And when I end up telling him what happened, I just was crying because I'm like, I just felt like I, I want, I was the man sitting there like I wanted to kill my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like, damn, like you... You keep going and you keep doing this and it's just not helping. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one thing that I'm like, if I ever, you know, like I told you, I was a hot girl summer, but if I ever get into another relationship, I do want that person to be open to alternative Mm -hmm. ways of protecting our, Mm -hmm. our relationship Mm -hmm. because doing that by yourself, it's rough. It's rough.
3: So, And it's super unfortunate because there are a lot of men who don't seek out therapy because that is, you know, therapy is a lot about like processing your emotions and your feelings and things like that. And men have just been wired to not tap into that part of themselves. But the men that I have known that have been through therapy are like so much better for it. Like you have to put that that energy goes somewhere. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you
3: hold on to that energy and you don't release that, like it's going to affect your relationships, like with your family members, with your children, with yeah. your spouse, like it's going to affect those things. So it's very important. And it, like I said, it doesn't have to be a lifelong process. And therapy does not mean you're crazy. Like yeah. <laughs> it does not mean that you just go because. You want to sort some things out. Like there's nothing, you go to a doctor when you like start coughing and the cough gets worse and you, whatever you're doing is not working. You go to a doctor or, you know, you didn't try taking all these pain pills cause your tooth is hurting. It's not doing anything. So you go to a dentist. It's the same thing with your mental health. Like if you feel like you can handle it, cool. You try everything that you have in your artillery to, to help the situation. Cool. But if it's not going anywhere, you seek out a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing I wanted to say about, like, why people don't seek out therapy, and this is so important. I understand that therapy can be a bit pricey for some people, Um, but really having an understanding of your insurance and how that works. There are so many mm. people that come to me that have insurance and give me their insurance card, and it's like, great, and then I go look up their benefits, and they have to meet a high deductible. There, Not every insurance company is taking or placing a lot of importance on mental health the way they should. Um, And so being aware of your insurance and the benefits that you have is very important um, to keep that from being a barrier. And then also places like um, Open Path Collective, which is a, a listing of therapists that agree to take discounted rates for therapy. So like I'm an Open Path therapist, um, And so I have a certain number of slots for lower income um, individuals, but everybody goes through the Open Path um, Collective website and things like that. So it can, if you can go do other things with your money, which I am not judging you for. This Come on, is let's judging. judge. <laughs> this is a judge free zone. <laughs> I just ask that you prioritize your mental health as well, because sometimes the other things that you're spending your money on, you're spending your money on them because you're seeking something. Um, and it, it could just be worth it. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a lifelong process. You can just go for a couple of sessions and get some help. Um, but there are other ways to find affordable therapy. It doesn't have to be as expensive as, as people feel. Like. And sometimes your job I through
1: some EAP too. So, mm-hmm. yep. That's what I was just going to say. Also. Let me tell y'all how clutch
2: my therapist is. She signed up for my EAP. She wasn't a part of my EAP, mm-hmm. but she told me find out what, because um, if I didn't use my EAP at first, I was paying her out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And so she asked about it, and I told her, um, I gave her the contact information. It was a process, mm-hmm. you know, but her and I communicated, and uh, I communicated with my uh, benefits person at my job, mm-hmm. and they kind of helped me help her navigate it because like you like i said it was a process so yeah if that just exalt all options and ask questions i know one thing i say and my white people might not like it but white people ask a lot of questions black people don't ask none Mm -hmm. so if you if you want to go to a therapist ask them like hey what can i do like what eap are you a part of what you know like you said are you a part of the collective just open your mouth y'all ask questions y'all ask people about their business Mm -hmm. ask questions about your mental health damn So before we bring
1: it to a close, (laughs) can you give a couple of tips um, for people to maintain their mental health in between therapy sessions or just like in the everyday situation?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I would say for sure is uh, be a little bit more selfish. So there are not enough people who, I like, people hear the word selfish and they feel like it's a bad word. I don't think it's a bad word at all uh, because it has a lot to do with um, mm-hmm. boundaries. So if that means, you know, I'm not answering the phone today, then don't answer the phone. If that means that I have to say no to a couple of more people, then say no to a couple hey, man. more people. Amen. Um, I would definitely say (laughs) be able to take a step back and be, be a little bit more selfish with your, with your time and things. Um, so that is one thing that you can do. Um, this may seem small, but remember to breathe. Um, there are, are a lot of things that we do that we just go, like we get in the car, we go to work, we leave work, we go get food, we come home, we watch TV, we go to bed and we do the same thing the next day. Like take some time to yourself to just breathe. Um, So, being a little bit more selfish, taking some time to breathe, um, and being aware of your support system, really assessing who your support system is and who you have in your support system, um, because in those times that you may not be able to get to a therapist or, like, for instance, like, if you are not in my office for the hour that you're in my office, um, you won't see me again until the next time you're with me. So, being able to have a support system to lean on when you're not talking with your therapist is a very good, um very good thing to do and uh, I would say those are my top three, be a little bit more selfish remember to breathe and identify your support
1: okay. system mm, I like Well, because pre- I'm your support system and you get on my nerve, no I'm joking <laughs> well thanks for that um, this is just the surface so yes. I hope you come back uh, to us but we do need you for the question of the week, my class is in session, completely off topic about mental health but I want y'all to watch who killed Gary Phillips on HBO? Fucking amazing docu series. Um, and watch The Loudest Voice on Showtime. They both just about white people being white people, and you just need to know your enemy. <laughs> um, next is a question of the week. Make sure you <laughs> make black sure power. <laughs> you um. Email us at askabatrickmisfit at gmail.com or you email us. I'm sorry, this email. Or you Instagram us, DM us at Misfit the podcast. So the question of the week, people have been begging us to talk about mental health. And, you know, my ass like, I ain't going to tell you nothing. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but <laughs> I shot of Dallas, basically wrote the, the um, subject bar. When are y'all going to talk about mental health? I know Jill go to a therapist. That was her question. Um, she said she wanted to start seeing therapists. And thanks to the show, she decided she wanted to see one. Her question was, how did Jill pick one? She wants to see a black person, but she feel like they going to choose her. So what do I do? I'm kind of like Molly off of Insecure. Y'all yeah, remember when she, um, when um Molly uh, went to the lady and she was like, how's everything? She's like, fine. Fine, fine, fine. she went back her friends like, I ain't gonna be telling yeah. this lady my business. So any tips. Yeah, that's what I was going like, do really what to tell you. What do you think the stigma uh, is around the- black therapists and feeling like they gonna tell your business? And how do, how? what's your, um? what is it? What do you say against that? When they be like, well, Candace Black, I can't go to her cause she gonna talk shit. I really think that just goes
3: back to the person's inability to trust people, period.
0: Mm -hmm. And then it's
3: also like, well, what is it about me that represents or reminds you of somebody in your life that you are now not trusting? um because if you automatically distrust me because i'm black or you automatically distrust me because i'm a woman um get in
1: there it has to get in there candace get in (laughs) there
3: dr candace
1: she's like what's up what's the real issue i mean
3: because there, there is something behind that because for you to just automatically judge someone without even um getting to know that person or you know asking questions and things of that nature then there's then you probably really should seek, <laughs> seek out therapy <laughs> because there's a little bit more behind that. Um, but yeah, and that's why I said that therapy is a lot like that, you have to be open to going in and asking questions um and getting a better understanding of how it is that they do therapy. Don't just say, like, oh, you're a therapist, you have your license, you have your credentials. Cool, let's start therapy. Ask them about the foundations that they identify with, ask them about the techniques that they do, ask them about you know, you know their population that they serve or you know the the types of skills that they have. Like there's nothing wrong with asking those questions um when you are seeking out a therapist.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's my
2: uh, first therapist was I said I wanted somebody completely opposite of me. So I got a white male and he was older. Um and I I did have to really like think about like, well, why don't you want a black person? I didn't want them judging me. I don't need, I got a grandma. I got aunties. I got a mama. I could talk to a black woman if I want to. Yeah. No, I ain't (laughs) talking to them. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, I will say I do talk to my grandmother a lot. I mean, I talk to my mom and my grandmother, but I feel like they know me, you know, and I feel like their answers are based on what they think. And if I, and at that point I was in a transitional phase. And so I'm like, don't think about old Jill. old Jill. don't don't want to go be there. I want to move forward. So I I really had to after um because of I asked my uh, OBGYN if they had any um black women who were therapists. I was, I was getting postpartum depression, um, therapy for free Mm -hmm. and they did not So I just went ahead and got whoever they asked. I didn't, I did not want a white woman. So I got a white male. Um, but then as soon as he and I were done, I got, I got my black woman and I, I love it. Um, I will say it's not even like an auntie kind of thing. It's just, I ain't got to explain to her certain things that I felt like I had to explain to them. And I probably didn't have to, but they white. I just assumed they didn't know. So it's just like, it's just a more of a conversation with her. And I just feel a lot more comfortable. And that's how I picked it. Now, I as far as logistics, I went, and this is going to sound horrible, but I've tried to find, um, I went into my insurance uh, portal. And I looked up therapists and I tried to find names that sounded black. All and if right. I couldn't tell. All right, racist. All no, right. no, no, no. Because my therapist, her name is not like, I, <laughs> I legit, her name does not sound black at all. But I went on, um, I Googled them. So after I found some, I just Googled a whole bunch of them and I was looking for images. And if the same picture popped up, I'm like, okay, she black. Okay, cool. Or I go on Facebook or LinkedIn. Like I really, it 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 was a lot I was doing it on company time. But it was uh yeah, it was a lot cuz I I wanted what I wanted. And I think Candace helped by saying like interview him too. Um
3: and I think on top of that is going back to what Jill said, not having to explain those little things can be make or break in a therapy session. So, a lot of people who like if you should so choose to see someone of a different race that's perfectly fine. But make sure that you're having the conversation like bring up the fact that you are of different races and of different cultures and see how your therapist responds to that because that is that's going to be an elephant in a room for anyone who walks into a room of someone of a different race or of a different culture because that's just just who we are as human beings whether you're going to see a therapist a doctor a teacher whoever it is you're going to notice that um but for me, and maybe it's because I am a black woman, and, you know, I think we're amazing, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just do feel like there is a connection that you're able to have with someone who is of, you know, that you can identify with mm-hmm. um, that allows for there to be a little bit more comfort there, but then also a deeper level of understanding, because I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a session, and I've sat and talked with someone, and I've just been like, I identify with that because I know you are struggling with that simply because you are a black woman. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
3: it allows me to be able to process with them in a way that I can't process um, with my other clients who are not women of color. And I also want to be very clear with that. I do have clients who are not women and I do have clients that are not women of color. Um, But there is just a a different way that I am able to um, guide people who look like me.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, the one time that when I was actually in the um the master's program, um the LPC program with Linda Wood, we did have to start with you know going to a counselor so you could see how you felt to be the um client or the patient, and I actually got linked up with a white male, and one thing that I did <laughs> like about our difference because I, I mean I give credit when creditors do is what it allowed me to do was we did recognize that we were from two completely different backgrounds, even night and day when we thought about parts of the city. But some of the stuff that I explained, me having to explain those things allowed me to dive deeper into how crazy they actually sound, if that makes any sense, you know? So it was able to bring out a um, spectrum of emotions rather than the normal, like you say, the happy, mad, sad, angry situation to Mm -hmm. where um just breaking it down to him and having to dive deeper than just being like let me tell you what she did and having to break it down and how it affect me um made me look at stuff differently so like you said it's really based off the vibes that you get from the person um and that relationship and that trust that you got to be with because i loved it he was cool his name was jason and he was like a tall tall weird white man um with brown hair, and he was had a boss fight in the middle. But shout out to him, wh- wherever he is in life. But, um, yeah, I love two of my white males. They used to be
2: like, that's why I always be like joking, like, these people think I'm crazy. Cause I say something, I be dead ass serious, and they would like chuckle, and I'm like, what? And they like, no, keep going. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you fucking laughing at me, dog. See, like, I'm getting never, out. Like, <laughs> but he was like,
1: curious. Like, he was literally like, So what is that like, what does that mean? Like, okay. And then break that down. Well, okay. So what did that mean by him saying that? Or what did you get out of that? And it's just like, Oh, well maybe I am a little crazy. Maybe I have to slap the shit out of the bitch because of that, huh? (laughs) When you put it that way. So, all right. So Dr. Candace told y'all how to find a a therapist and interview y'all people. I feel like you gave amazing tips and hopefully this helps you guys on your mental health journey. Uh, can, do you want them to find you? Can not tell. Can you tell them where to find you, or no? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's
3: it's I'm So um, I am M S C A N D A C E A on Instagram. I had to make sure the miss was uh, spelled correctly. Soon to be doctor because it's soon as August 25th, yeah, name is going to doctor doctor um, but yeah. So that's how you can find me on Instagram. Um, I also have a website, which is www.theellisagencyllc.com. That is Mm -hmm. T-H-E-E-L-L-I-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y-L-L-C.com. And so, yeah, those are
1: the two ways that you can get in touch. Thanks, Candice, for coming. We deeply, deeply appreciate it um you hopefully so you'll come back because i'm pretty sure people want to go what another show where we can talk about trauma and all of that other right. good shit that black folks go through um make sure mm-hmm. you guys rate subscribe like share um this because i know a lot of black folks need this mm-hmm. you little niggers need a little bit of help and y'all need to go to candace <laughs> don't ask me because i don't know what to tell you um <laughs> as always thanks for listening you can find us on spotify iTunes, Google Play. Uh, YouTube, now iHeartRadio, um, Anchor, Player FM, all of that good shit. Follow us on Instagram, Bad Chick Misfit Podcast. Follow us on the Twitter,
2: Bad Chick Misfit.
1: As always, thank you, Candice. I am Shatara Shade.
2: I am Jill Ville.
1: And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.